Welcome to Simply Well, the podcast about living and working in education. Today's episode is being hosted by me, Daniel Atkins. And by me, Leanne Miley. It's both exciting and intimidating to start a new venture like this, a staff podcast, but there's a lot of potential here. So let's get started. Absolutely. So today we are talking about the creation of the Holy Trinity wellness team and the vision we have for our staff wellness in the future. Uh, Danielle, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why wellness is important for you. Uh, well, I'm living here in Moose Jaw. My wife, Jamie, is uh, the speech and language pathologist in the Holy Trinity Division. My two children, Kay and Jane, are both in elementary school, but I'm looking forward to Kay coming to Vanier next fall. I've been teaching here for about nine years, I feel like, somewhere around there. And I get to do lots of fun extracurricular things like robotics, ping pong, and soccer. We just won our provincial championship last fall. And I get to teach things like physics and computer science and also robotics. So I basically have the dream job over here at Vanier. How about you, Leanne? Tell us about yourself and your vision for the wellness team at Holy Trinity. Well, I've been uh, at Vanier Collegiate for 24 years. I've been teaching for 25. So this has definitely been a new adventure by starting a wellness team and to be able to talk all things mental health and wellness. Um, Right now, currently, I'm teaching mental health studies class. Um, I've teached psychology 30, uh, psych 20. I started off my career teaching phys ed for many years. So all the things that I've been able to do keeps me energized and keeps me kind of current in in the profession. I also am in the academic advisor. I work with students planning their schedules, making sure that they have a grad plan. And I also am an online teacher with Regina Catholic. So um, my day is full. And it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And plus, outside of all those fun things, I get to do the fun stuff like uh, coach volleyball, coach track and field, create and help organize and plan uh, Vanny Valhalla. And we have a really nice program here called Leadership 101 in which we are, um, you know, training and mentoring the next, uh, the next set of leaders in our yeah. school. Yeah, the future generations of leaders. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I have three wonderful children. All three of them have either gone to Vanny or currently going to Vanny, Jenna, Nathan, and Eric. So uh, strong ties to our wonderful Vanny family here. And as well, my husband and I both went to Vanny. So it's all just kind of neat how we are very tied to this school. And wellness, um, this is a passion for me for sure. You know, reflecting on the last couple of years in how we can help staff, you know, talk about mental health, talk about the importance of self-care and wellness and what we can do to collaborate and help each other in this time of, you know, where we need support, we need connection and hence the Holy Trinity wellness team. Yeah, we've been, I feel like we've been focusing on wellness now for a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, uh, I mean, it started back well before three years ago, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think three years ago is when uh, we started to play ping pong as a staff Mm -hmm. and having competitions and making things more epic than they needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And even before that, we we had, you know, 40 days of wellness. And I know... Every activity, uh, at least for myself, I find that every activity we do as a staff help us, helps us to grow closer together as a staff and to be able to collaborate better 
which has a nice trickle-down effect in our, in our school where teachers are working better together and, and students get the benefit of that. And I think that it ties really tightly with our wellness. The way you feel at work affects your whole day for sure. So, Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, you spend a majority of your life in the place that you work. So we want to create environments in which people walk into the building and they're not dreading it and it's more positive and they can add value you know, to their staff. And so it isn't a heavy feeling. It is a place where people can feel like they can thrive and, you know, they can share, they can collaborate. And so, yeah, this actually started well before COVID with our 40 days of wellness, where we would do kind of around the Lent season, right? Mm -hmm. It coincided with that. And, you know, that's just got us thinking about the importance of staff wellness and mental health and hence the Holy Trinity Wellness Team about a year ago, just over a year ago. We started the Holy Trinity Wellness Team, brought it to division, you know, asked for conversation with Mr. Sean Chase to yeah. talk about if this is something we could do. The next day he was chatting with us and supporting us and next thing we know we were able to create our Holy Trinity Wellness Team. And this is a team that has representatives from each school who feel that either they they know that wellness is an important issue. Many of them had said, well, I'm not really sure how I can help. And I think, first of all, just getting the conversation going and what this looks like and seeing what other schools are doing so mm-hmm. that we don't feel like an island. Yeah, I think that was a really nice yeah. thing is just to, like, I know throughout the year you feel like, okay, it's a, well, it's easy to think just about yourself and about your own environment, but... Mm-hmm. The same sort of issues are happening in the elementary schools around in our division and other high schools. And uh, there are people on those staff who are doing the same thing that we are. And so it's good to meet with them. And to, they brought a lot of good, good fresh ideas and encouragement. Mm-hmm. And I know after those meetings, you have a lot more energy to, to tackle the challenges that Hence we have. Hence a podcast. Here. Hence a podcast. So our first virtual meeting in over a year, or not virtual, non-virtual meeting, face-to-face meeting we had was like, oh, we're going to do a podcast. And, yeah. you know, this is, you know, why we're here. And and I, I, I believe everybody knows the importance of creating uh, work environments which focus on mental health and wellness. We know the importance of that. And by us getting to connect with our colleagues in the elementary school is just an added bonus. And that is something where it was like, not a surprising effect of like our wellness team, but it was definitely something that wow, getting to know somebody in Swift Current who teaches in an elementary school, you know, with us, you know, being the only high school, you know, Mm -hmm. we're kind of feel like on an island or we kind of feel like, oh, we don't have anything to talk about or connect with. And wellness, it doesn't matter what you teach. It doesn't matter what your position is. Everybody has mental health and everybody, you know, we need to talk about wellness in general in our workplaces. Yeah, and I think the conversation uh, is important. Uh, learning the language is yeah. seems like a thing. <laughs> yes. Just like knowing what words to say. I mean, we've had a few tragedies over the, the last years, mm-hmm. you know, with people mm-hmm. passing away and getting quite sick. And understanding how to have those conversations and understanding what people need, I think is a really important area of growth in our school that is needed or still continues. We've, we've come a long way, but mm-hmm. I, we have a long way to go. And I, you know, goes back to the stigma that, you know, you can come to work and 
you know, put on that smiley face and just say everything's fine, everything's fine and go through your day. But, you know, we're really not fine. And I think the conversation, getting the conversation going about, you know what? Yeah, today was a tough day. And especially after COVID or especially as we're still in COVID, Mm -hmm. when those days are hard, you know, sometimes you you just can't, you got to admit it. It's a tough, it's a tough time. Maybe you're feeling lonely, maybe you're feeling stressed. And when you have staff and colleagues who are there to support you and to listen and to help you out ultimately that's what we're trying to create with our with our wellness team yeah let's talk more about the covid times mm. i can still remember the trauma of the double block mm-hmm. of uh yeah just the exhaustion of mm-hmm. teaching um through a mask for you know, what was it, two and a half hours in the morning and in the afternoon? Yeah. Uh, and I remember after those days, just the only thing I could think about was having a nap, going to sleep, mm-hmm. like, as soon as I could. And not at the end of the day, but after the school day, like, at, yeah. in the afternoon. What are some of the challenges that you've noticed over the last couple of years during COVID? Uh, a couple things. First of all, as I mentioned, you know, I've, I've been in this profession for a long time. And in all my years, my 25 years, there's nothing like feeling like a new teacher and very feeling inadequate, incompetent mm-hmm. about the platforms, just the uncertainty. Yeah, we had to put everything online. Everything right? online. And At I had just started with Regina Catholic yeah. and I thought, oh, and then just that whole, that whole stress and... Like I said, I I think now looking back, it was something that I'm I'm glad I went through in a sense because I you know when you when you're kind of 25 years into your career, I don't want to say you get complacent, but this challenged me to look at things a lot differently. So you know, just in that sense of I think everybody was feeling a little bit maybe inadequate, incompetent, like not sure how to do things properly. I think as teachers. We want things to go smoothly. We have pride in what we do. Mm-hmm. And when things don't go well, that definitely throws us for a loop. We don't like that feeling of yeah. like, oh, I could be better. And and especially during COVID, that that happened. Well, everything got shut down. Like all the extra curse stuff got yeah. shut down. And that was, that was pretty hard. And there's a lot of uh, intentional separation of people. Intentional, yeah. Um, which... You, you know, understand. I understand. Yeah, you understand the strategy, but the the effect of that is um, quite devastating. And that for is, yeah. And I think that's the second thing that I the challenge of COVID definitely was the the all of a sudden everybody became an island, mm-hmm. kind of survive on your own island, little collaboration, and kind of figured out. And it's not anybody's fault. That's just you know we had to you know contact tracing yeah. and make sure you know which rooms you visited and we were trying to keep everybody safe we understand that and I think the realization is we are we are we work together we are better when we when we collaborate when we are a team Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of us miss that those connections and we're still trying to get that back we're not quite back pre-covid in terms of how do we reconnect it's like we're like oh hey how you doing it's kind of that awkward awkward stage <laughs> uh, for for some because we've yeah. kind of ingrained in the last couple of years of like stay in your room well virtual then stay in your room and you know just stay safe and now it's like okay now how do we create this culture of wellness but it has to be done through collaboration yeah well and I, I remember during that time too working with colleagues to think about 
even just brainstorming, like, what can we do? And I remember saying the phrase, something is better than nothing, numerous times, yeah. because it felt like we had nothing during that mm-hmm. time. And so, yeah, trying to figure out what could we do? What are some of the things to bring back a little more joy back into uh, mm-hmm. education, back into the learning experience? And I just remember that being mm-hmm. being a struggle. Uh, but I also learned to appreciate even just the small things, like once we went out and built a snowman, and that was, you could argue that was the highlight of the week, maybe the highlight of the month at the time, because there was nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, even just that, you know, you did all those activities for our students, um, yeah, you know, Miss Chalupiak, and, and yeah. yeah, and even, you know, something like playing bingo with our students, like who yeah. would have thought bingo in high school Such would have been, here. yeah. And it was, I think it was celebrating the little joys during the year, um, definitely with our students and with our staff. And, but, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, um, definitely moving forward after COVID. And I think repairing Mm -hmm. and reconnecting and it's going to take some time for sure. And so that's why we have created or we have our own Vanier wellness team that, you know, meeting every so often and say, how can we you know, make Vanier a place of wellness and we, and where we support our mental health. Yeah, a place we want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are you excited about this year? What are your hopes and dreams for the future of this wellness and this division? Um, this year has brought a lot of excitement, I think, with back uh, to having extra cur. I, I feel like during COVID, the year where we didn't have anything, there was no separation between you'd go to work all day, and then because you're kind of in that survival mode, double block mode, it went into the evening of planning and marking and, and just, you're just really trying to, there's not a lot of fun. No, no. There, I always say there's was no, sparse. there, yeah, it was very much. So it was, you know, having extra curb back, kind of feeling that normalcy, having, I, I just feel like the kids are seeing the kids' faces and the excitement and there's hope again um and so that that just has brought me so much joy and excitement it has been a very tiring and exhausting shift again so mm-hmm. yes last year was an exhausting shift to double block on you know online no extra curve but now bringing extra curve back and trying to go back to a semester have extra curve it's been tiring and some of yeah. us are feeling really um um, stretched pretty thin. It's been transitioning for like three years, yeah. like transitioning to COVID times, transitioning through them, tr- transitioning out of COVID times, or I mean, I guess we're still yeah. in the endemic or yes, whatever you want to call exactly. it. Yeah, I noticed it, especially in my soccer season, because that's the start of the year. And at the start, it was like, well, I hope we get to like, we have no idea how many games we're actually going to play if we play at all. Mm-hmm. And that's like the mentality was like, okay, well, let's, let's try it out. And it kind of progressed throughout the the season that by the end everyone was like yeah this is a regular season or you know the expectations uh, or maybe the mindset was was things were getting back to to normal ish mm-hmm. and so i felt like that was a i kind of got to experience the transition uh and it wasn't easy at all mm-hmm. it wasn't easy mm-hmm. to to manage expectations yeah but yeah i think we're we're definitely in a different different stage yeah. of, of the pandemic for sure and I um yeah and I think just in general supporting staff of you know once again like that transition and extra cur and yeah. talking all things wellness when you're still we're still trying to deal with the pandemic and what has happened over the last couple of years 
and we're trying to be like, oh, pedal to the metal, let's yeah. go, let's bring up. And you know, we we got a lot of talk about about the last yeah, couple not, of years. Not everyone's and ready to coach. Not everybody is ready no. to do extra cur. Not no. everybody is ready to. There's been a lot of loss. There's been a lot of shifts in the last couple of years, and I yeah. think. Working through that as as a staff and as an individual, as an educator, is really important. And so every school kind of having their wellness, like a focus on wellness, we're starting to slowly talk about these things and what is needed and how do we support educators and staff in terms of, okay, after the pandemic or still as we're out of it, whatever you want to call it, how do we support staff in our buildings and move forward while focusing on our mental health? Yeah. That's good. I'm hesitant to bring this up, but mm-hmm. may as well. Mm-hmm. When we talk about staff wellness and we talk about extra care, I think we also need to talk or have a conversation about boundaries, about like, for instance, in during COVID time when all the extra care stuff got taken away, for sure I became a better teacher in my subject areas mm-hmm. because I just had more time to work on that. And I had more of even though I was exhausted every day from teaching in that format, I was able to actually prepare better lessons, do better, more timely marking, getting feedback to the students at a quicker. And so I would say in general, I had a better balance of life when we didn't have extra cur. So the question is, bringing back extra cur, which is a big part, I think is a really important part of this school, every school, how do we bring that back and still maintain some sort of boundary? Yeah, that's interesting because you, I 100% agree. Like, I mean, you're more fo- in a block. You have to be up to date with your marking and your lessons. There's no downtime. Like, it's yeah. like, go because you're done the course in six weeks. I don't think I was a better teacher during the block. <laughs> um, and I didn't have extra cur because... Okay. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I... I felt that there was, for me, it was just so, I had two classes, I had the same class, but obviously different classes, morning and afternoon, and yeah, you, you know, I could have the same lesson plan, like the same two and a half hours plan for my afternoon, it would go just completely different because of the nature of my class, mm-hmm. so that was really frustrating, and you're trying to, uh, you know, to make it engaging and interesting during a pandemic, and I found mm-hmm. that really, really challenging, because I feed off the energy of my of my my class and i just found that the the extra curve for me is that part that you see kids in different light it was the fun it was all the things so i found that and maybe maybe a year without the pandemic but no extra curve then i could fully do but i just uh it was it was this all day planning and assessing and uh, doom and gloom for me so how do we move forward with that yeah boundaries is it seems to be the um the, the the word is it the new word I it's think replacing it's, well, fluid i think fluid it's times. pivoting and fluid i don't know <laughs> i feel i feel that boundaries is a tough one because we can stretch ourselves too thin and then we feel like we're not doing a good job in our classrooms or our home life mm-hmm. and we and it's challenging because we want to come back and do all the things in our school because we love our kids and we love our school and we want to support our staff but finding the balance of how do we, if we just can't do it, how do we say no? Or what if teachers decided, hey, no extra cur? Um, that's challenging. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, mm-hmm. you, you have to respect everybody's decision yeah. um, regarding that. And um, so, you know, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that because I do feel like it's, you know, everybody's is, is got their personal 
preference on what they want to do and where their boundaries and where their mental yeah. health and their wellness is. So, you know, the quality of our individual mental health leads to mm-hmm. a good collective mental health if yeah. we collaborate together, if we get together. So that is, yeah, it's a challenge because this, I think this, um, this pandemic had wild, maybe not wildly, but definitely different effects on different individuals. Yeah, and I think there, you know, for some people that you talk to staff and they say, you know, the pandemic was the best thing. I mean, because it was clarity for them with maybe different things in their life. And, you know, and I know for me, like a lot of us, it challenged us in ways that maybe we wouldn't have, you know, from an online perspective to talking about different pedagogies, like how we're assessing, how we're... Everyone turned into uh, techies. Techies, we had to, we had no choice and realizing that, hey, you know, we can do this. I think that that is kind of empowering and... And, you know, it's it's only benefited us in terms of what we do in our classrooms and how yeah. we how we look at what we're doing. Yeah, I think there was a lot of positive. Like, I mean, I feel like this is a little you need to be a bit sensitive on this topic, but there was a lot of positive things from COVID. For some individuals, there was, a uh, you know, there would be deaths in the family and that's uh, obviously Absolutely. not a positive no. thing. Uh, but with some of the more trivial positive things in our lives and our teaching uh, lives where yeah, become better at tech, appreciating the small things, learning boundaries, uh, learning what it feels like to teach without uh, extra cur to kind of establish those things in our mind, appreciating the shorter, <laughs> for me anyway, appreciating the shorter classes. And and I think too, one of the things when we're talking about all those is we've had to adapt and be flexible. Yeah. And that for some people, um, it, it obviously is not how they roll. And yeah. the one thing that I know even in January this past year where, you know, things were kind of shut down a little bit in school, like kind of extra cur, like very, you know, no tournaments and no travel, et cetera. And I just remember people, a lot of people were sick in our school, a lot of staff, a lot of students. And before it was like, we have to cover curriculum. We have to get this done. We have to get this done. And you know what? At some point we had to step back and say, that's not the most important thing right now. Yeah. And that is the recognition that, when you're going through really tough things, whether it's you as, a, as a, an educator or your students are going through tough things, we need to step back and go, okay, what's really important? And health and wellness and, some, and people's mental health trumps any sort of making sure we cover that one concept or every part of the curriculum. And that is what taught me in, in, uh, in January, for sure. I was sick for, I was out for 10 days and then I had students who were out and I'm trying to balance being at home teaching. And then, and I remember a student said to me in January when we both were back, she's like, I feel like a new student, my first day of school. And I'd been with her for five months, but mm-hmm. we had both been sick. She had been off. And I thought, wow, this is a new perspective of, okay, what can we control? How are we going to move forward rather than creating more stress and anxiety for students and, and my own self to be like, okay, we have a couple weeks left in this semester. Take a breath. What is important? And we'll get through this. Yeah. For that's sure. That's good. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the kind of conversations that need to happen. <laughs> Okay, I got a few questions for you about yes. this wellness initiative. Yes, let's how can talk. people get involved? Uh, good question. So every school in Holy Trinity, and as well as the division office, have wellness reps, champions, whatever mm-hmm. you'd like to call them. They are I like to uh, call it the dream team. The dream team. I like to call it the dream team. Yeah. So 
you can, if you don't know who your wellness rep or champion is, you can talk to your admin. But I, I feel like every staff kind of knows who their wellness uh, rep is and have the conversation and say, hey, I want to I wanna get involved. I want to, you know, promote wellness and let's talk about mental health in our school. So that's how you can get involved so with your So if I'm a teacher, team. I'm just going to go talk to my... Yep my admin find out who the rep is yeah any staff yeah any staff any staff can and join in on a kind of a local yes. school by school yeah uh, so then basis. what we do as a wellness team is we try to meet at least once a month yeah uh, and we just talk about you know what's working in our buildings what are the challenges and we feed off each other's ideas and see where we need to go and what's our vision with regards to our our wellness team for our division and part of it is getting the conversation started about uh, mental health and also strategies that we can and how we can support fellow staff in our division Mm -hmm. you can follow the whole wellness team on social media there's a twitter account okay htcsd Wellness, I think it's the wellness team. We'll have for to get sure. confirmation on that. Yes, and if you want any more information uh, about just in general, like you know, you can talk to Daniel or I and message right. us. And, and if you uh, want to be can... on the podcast, absolutely. That's what it's going to say. Like, yeah. if you want a spot on this podcast, definitely ask, message us, and uh, we can we can schedule yeah. you in. We'll set set up a mic just for you. Yes, it is empowering okay. to talk about mental health and wellness, and what an initiative this has been just regarding how powerful this can be in our division. Awesome. All right. For next week's podcast, we're going to introduce Vanier's wellness team and ways in which Vanier has created a culture of wellness. Um, well, before we go, Daniel, yes. I do have one thing for you. Uh, are you ready for the question of the Is day? Is there a prize that I get? There's no prize. There's no oh. prize. No tri- prize. Okay. Question here it is. Here okay. it is. Are you ready? Just one. How will our culture change in the next 100 years? Whoa, 100 years? 100 years. Okay, this is a great question. I he like, needs to think about I this like a lot. I like futuristic questions. Yes, you do. That's why how I chose it. How will our culture? Like, how will our culture? Are we talking culture? school culture? You just... decide how, I think in general. Yeah, I, I know it is supposed to be for a general, but I'd like to skew it to, mm-hmm. to schools. Um, how, wow. That That's is, a tough one. Okay, in 100 years. Well, okay, I don't want to bring robotics into everything, but I kind of do. I think there's going to be a lot more, we're going to be a lot more integrated with technology. Uh, We've seen a lot of change with technology already, Uh, and specifically in education, although this will happen, I think, in all areas, there's going to be a lot more integration with um, robotics and computer programming and stuff like that. And I think there'll be, we'll have robotic assistants uh, that will be with us all the time, uh, more than just on your phone. Maybe in a hundred years, we'll actually have the chips in our brains. Oh my goodness, and I was just we'll thinking go, about upload. that. You're gonna say you mentioned the chips. <laughs> we'll have uploading. Wow. Uploading information, and I think in education, the reason why there still will be teachers as opposed to just robots teaching our students is because of relationships. I think that'll still be the the most important thing that teachers can provide or can uh, offer the students is this human connection and interaction and I think social skills will still be a premium Uh, it'll still be a very important part of our education and not the knowledge the knowledge you can just upload but the skills the skills the, the social skills the interaction 
communication, I think that will still be, uh, or how to collaborate uh, with one another. Because mm-hmm. uh, I still think in that kind of world, we'll need people to work together. That's just how humans are. That's how they work. Absolutely. We're wired for that. We're wired for that. I will agree. So, I will agree. Well done. 100 years is a long 100 time. 100 years is a long time. Like well, said, I can't wait to hear because, you know. you said five I, years five or years, 10 years yeah. or the I can't end of my wait career, to see what 100 years will be like. But 100 like. years, yeah. that, I mean, that's tough. For sure. All did you get that question from anyway? Yeah. Well, I just pulled out of the random. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So this has been exciting mm-hmm. um, for our first podcast. Yes. We are excited to share the stories of our colleagues and to reconnect. Yeah. So thank us for, thank us. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Simply Well.